I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wrestle, 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 hard, hard, wrestle. You need to shift your focus away from outcomes and towards the process. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. Gene and Jeff Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coaches from Wrestling Mindset. Today we're going to be talking about evaluating your matches, getting away from the outcome. Stop focusing on winning what you placed, what your record is, any of your stats, and let's start focusing on the process, things you could actually control. That's right. The season is now underway. Whether you live out in the West Coast or the East Coast, wrestling is happening right now. College, high school, even rec wrestling. My sons wrestled their first King of the Mats last weekend. So wrestling is underway. Tournaments have begun. It's time to go. And it's a big temptation for you parents, coaches, and athletes out there to start thinking too much about how did, how did you place? What was your record? Um, what were your stats? Uh, the outcome? Uh, the score of the match? Almost any time we ask a wrestler, how did you do? That's the first thing they give us. So we tell them, no, just like the old saying goes, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. Well, what does it mean to how, how do you play the game? How do you actually evaluate your performance when we put that together? And bonus here is that If you focus on what you can control, if you focus on our match evaluation, that's going to help you win more. That's right. A little bit later in the show, we'll go through the match evaluation a little bit, one of our top mindset exercises. But um, first, let's look at some of the results. You had the World World Cup this week, Team USA, World World Cup champions. But Jordan Burroughs lost, right? You got in college wrestling, Max Dean lost two of his his last two matches, NCAA champ. Yanni, we all know, lost his first. His first match this year as a senior, and then he lost two matches at the World Cup. He's obviously a, a multiple-time NCAA champion, silver medalist in the world in the world championship. I think these guys are going to be fine, and the and the reason is because I think they know how to evaluate their performances. I remember my um my first tournament, no, actually before my first tournament, so when I lost in the state finals, 
I remember talking to, um, to Coach Reyna, who recruited me, wrestled at the University of Pennsylvania, and obviously being bummed after winning every match and losing in the state finals, he said, you, know, you can't put too much emphasis on one match or one tournament. At the end of the day, it, it's one match. You know, it's one competition. It's one tournament. And that doesn't say that much about who you are. And it's, it's difficult to get into your mind, right? But it's, it's true. You could add a bad match. You could add a good match, but the other guy had a slightly better match, right? It's just one competition, one match. And you can't put too much emphasis on that. We can't get too high when we're, when we're winning or too low when we're losing. And I think that's, that's a reason why a guy like Jordan Burroughs or Yanni or Max Dean, they're going to be okay because I think they, they know how to evaluate their competition and their performance. And they know how to stay, stay here throughout the season. You know, it's not that big of a deal whether you win or lose right now. How much better are you going to get from now until the end of the season? Right. And think about what, what Jeff just said there, parents, that Coach Rayner was the one who told him this. In other words, his wrestling scholarship was not dependent on whether or not he won in the state finals. Coach, College coaches are looking not just at one match, but they're looking at the course of your career. And now, especially with flow wrestling and all the helps of track wrestling, you could see an athlete's record and who they beat, who they lost to. It's all right there on the internet. So even if your name isn't discovered by a college coach, you have a good match and then boom, they could pull up all that information. College coaches know that. I also think about Chris Resser right after his wrestling career ended at Rutgers. He was an NCAA qualifier, took second in the state of New Jersey. And he was, you know, he was crying his eyes out at the NCAAs after he lost. And who happened to be right there but Joe Williams, three-time NCAA champ from Iowa. And he told him, you know, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you lost a match. But, you know, in any given – any serious wrestler understands that on a given day in practice, maybe you're beating me or maybe you're taking me down or maybe you're beating that guy. Uh, serious wrestlers understand that, that if you're a good wrestler, that actually carries more weight than the title. To people who don't know wrestling, they're thinking just about the title, what did you place – you know, a, a little kid is, it's a little kid mentality where, you know, if you take second, they say, oh, who beat you? Whereas really serious wrestlers know that that match probably could have went either way. And maybe the next time it would have been your day. All right. So you mentioned titles. One of the titles of this video, this podcast was going to be the illusion of invincibility. The, <laughs> the illusion of invincibility. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So before the call, we were talking about how when we were younger, it was important to us to be undefeated going into the state tournament, right? right. You, you want to be undefeated. You want to feel invincible. But the reality is you could feel invincible, but it's a complete false invincibility, right? I, you know, we, we were joking around before the call. Somebody got to our legs when we were in high school and it was a takedown. You know, so we were very offensive when we wrestled. And then guy gets to your leg, you give up a takedown. Um, somebody goes upper body and you just belly down right away because... You don't know what to do from there. So you feel invincible, but the reality is there was, there's a lot of work. We had a lot of work to do. Um, and, and so we're talking that it'd be better to be bat. You want to be battle tested. You don't want to be invincible. You want to be battle tested going into, you know, the postseason. So fo again, focusing more on getting better, testing yourself, wrestling the best competition, learning, improving, as opposed to, you know, going undefeated or winning a certain amount of tournaments going into the postseason. Right. It's possible to be an offensive wrestler, but to be very defensive minded. And I think that was a big problem, big thing that we struggled with. We were offensive wrestlers attacking the leg, going for our moves. But at the same time, we had a very defensive mindset. I remember in our in our head, we would say or in our discussions and our talks with our dad or we didn't get taken down. 
or we didn't get scored on or we didn't lose. So think about that. To say to yourself, I didn't lose, I'm undefeated. To say I was never taken down, to say I wasn't scored upon, that's a defensive mindset. That's thinking what might happen to me. And instead, even a very offensive wrestler needs to flip that switch and think more in terms of offense, what you are doing to your opponent and that illusion of invincibility. We see that with a lot of people. We were guilty of it ourselves. Um, you do want to be battle tested. And the reality is probably right before the season, what was the big national tournament? The Super 32. A lot of the best wrestlers in the country took some L's. They took some losses, not just one, but several. So even if you're undefeated in the season, that really doesn't make that much of a difference. Or you think about in practice, you're, you might be getting thumped in practice or in your or in your club room. So you're really not invincible. That's why you have to work on your confidence all year round, because you don't have to be invincible to be a good wrestler. You could you could be a very flawed and very human wrestler and still win matches. Not that we're focusing on the win, but just that you're capable of winning. That's a big difference between saying I have to win versus I'm capable of winning a match. That's confidence. Yep. And when you look at some of the best teams in, in high school, it's like they're wrestling, you know, at the Beast of the East, which is coming up this weekend. The Ironman was last week, <clears throat> the Powerade tournament, the Doc Buchanan, some of the toughest tournaments for with wrestlers all across the country. And you see even the Bergen Catholic Del Barton wrestlers, you know, they're coming into the States with losses, but they're really good. You know, they're they're wrestling the best people in the country. And it's so it's a matter of, yeah, you, you have your battle tested. But like Gene said, you work on your mindset. You know, you learn how do you how do you stay confident when you have five losses? How do you stay confident when you have 10 losses? I remember Shane Griffith as a freshman, we were talking about, I think he had 10 losses going into the state tournament and he won it, right? So he was able to compete with some of the best wrestlers in the country, get better throughout that season. But while taking 10 losses, he clearly had the confidence to be able to get it done in the postseason. And, and want to stay tight on, I think, beat a guy who's a two-time state champ. So it could be done. So we got to continue to get better. Maybe that means taking some losses, but also build confidence throughout the season. You could do both. You can get better at wrestling, and you could get better at confidence while losing matches and having bad moments. Right. And sometimes we for, we forget that, that, that grit. We forget that ability to scrap, whereas in the offseason – we have to eke out matches all the time. We're, we're scrapping to get wins in those off-season tournaments and freestyle. And then meanwhile, in-season, we start getting in the habit of if, you're, if your schedule is not as strong as some of the other teams, uh, you know, you don't control that completely what your schedule is. It's pin after pin after pin. And you don't get as comfortable with the decision. You don't get as comfortable as wrestling a match that's going to go the distance, so to speak. Right? They talk about this in boxing, UFC all the time, where – you know, you get into those later championship rounds. You have to be used to being in those later rounds and to be in and to be in those matches where you are going to have to scrap. And I think about looking at the state books back in New Jersey State days, the mistake I would make, I'd focus a little bit too much on the scores and who placed where. But probably the best statistic that I could have focused on, but I didn't, was those Phillipsburg wrestlers who had two or three losses going into the season, those Camden Catholic wrestlers who had losses. I remember looking at those state booklets, and they were the clear favorite to win. They were beating everyone at the New Jersey State Tournament and thinking, who the heck beat this guy? Well, they wrestled in Pennsylvania in those early tournaments in the season. So they were battle-tested. They did get a challenge. They weren't walking in feeling, you know, that, that illusion of invincibility, that, that cuts both ways. If you have an illusion of invincibility, you might think that I don't have certain things to work on. 
there's a lot to work on. And you have that confidence by knowing every match is a new opportunity. Every practice is a new day to get better. So stay in the present moment, continue to improve, and I'm capable of doing well on this day, regardless of what might have happened in the past. Yeah, and then I think a big mindset that you want to <clears throat> you want to develop is I want to wrestle the best competition. That's that's what we're talking about. I was watching the Jordan Burroughs documentary on Flow Wrestling a couple weeks ago. I um, I had it on for my kids. <clears throat> they fell asleep, but I I watched the whole thing. <laughs> and he was talking about how it wasn't until like his junior year of college when he really wanted to wrestle the best guys. You know, he said he always had that feeling where it's like you know you kind of hope the guy got upset in the previous round, so you wrestle the guy who's you know, not as good or the guy got, you know, maybe the guy was sick or there was an injury. You know, these are things that go on in the back of your mind. But he said it wasn't until he was a junior in college where he, he wanted to wrestle the best guys. It's like, I want the matches that are going to be closer, closer. You know, I want to wrestle the best competition. Yeah, I might lose, but that's where I want to test myself. That's what's fun about wrestling. If you knew you were going to be a thousand and oh, and every match is a tech, it really wouldn't be that fun. If you were legitimately invincible like Superman, you said that there's no courage there. You can't lose. Right. There's no courage if, if you can't lose. You know, it's now you're really just being a bully. Right. So it's getting to the point where it's like I want to wrestle the best match. I want to wrestle, you know, my friends who I wrestle at the club who are capable of beating me. You know, that's that's another thing we were talking about before the call. Sometimes we're wrestling somebody that we know we've been wrestling them for years. They go to our wrestling club. They're tough. And it's like, you know, then you're in that dual meet hoping that maybe coach bumps you away, you know, based on, you know, for the team score. And it's like, I get it. There's going to be some of that that goes on in your mind. We, we need to develop the mindset where we're convincing ourselves that I want to wrestle them, even if it's my friend, because they're better. Like we said in the last one, let's have a proper knock, you know, with a referee. And let's, let's do it. Let's wrestle. I don't want to, I don't want to get the forfeit. And I work too hard to get a forfeit. I work too hard to wrestle a guy that, you know, is going to pin himself, so to speak. Right. I, I want the best wrestlers. And and then the same thing for wrestle-offs. A lot of times we're wrestling off, when you get to college, you're wrestling off your, your teammate, obviously. You're wrestling um, a friend, and, and maybe it's your roommate. Maybe it's your best friend. And so do you really want to do that? Maybe not that much. You'd rather wrestle someone else. I, I get that. But you need to convince yourself that I, I want this because it's going to make me better. It's an opportunity. So the, the better you get at that, and it has to be developed over time. That's why you know mindset training is so important for everyone all the time, because, you know, it's easy to say these things, but it's like, you know, the lessons I got, I got the workbook that, that I was going to pull up for the match evaluation. You just have to be talking about these things and chipping away on a daily, on a, on a regular basis, just like you do with your technique. It's hard to develop these, these things. I get it, but you can do hard things. Things are difficult. But we do difficult things all the time. So you have to, you have to take the steps to do it though. Right. And, and start with, a knowledge of what you're doing is you're building an offensive mindset and the foundation you're building it on is already there. Otherwise you wouldn't be wrestling. You already have an offensive mindset. And now it's time to cultivate it. And how do I know you have this? Well, because if you had a scrimmage in the beginning of the season, chances are you probably wanted to wrestle the best guy near your weight, whether he was lighter, whether he was heavier, you would always want that. Right. Think about when we go, when, when you went to practices as a kid or, or you go to a club, you usually want to have, good practice partners. How many wrestlers and parents complain when their kid doesn't have a good practice partner? Oh, I wanted him to go with someone better. You usually apply this to practices and scrimmages, but then a lot of times we forget at the day of the match. And the reason we forget at the day of a match is because we're thinking too much on the outcome. Plain and simple. That's all it could be. 
Because if you have that attitude in practice, you're trying to get better. That means you're changing your mentality completely 180 degrees the day of a match. You wouldn't be happy if you went to a, a scrimmage and you went to wrestle one of the lesser wrestlers. You'd, you would wrestle your friend. Even if he's a little bit lighter, you wouldn't think, well, he's lighter than me, so what if he beats me today? You wouldn't think that going into a scrimmage. And even if you knew you didn't have anyone good near your weight, probably in a scrimmage or in a practice, you would probably pick a kid two or three weight classes up, someone who tested you. That should be your constant perpetual mindset uh, towards wrestling. You have a wrestle-off, great. We get, we get it. The coach is using that to determine who's going to start. But your mentality should be, I want to wrestle everyone good. And even after a match is over, yes, it's nice to win the match. But in your head, you should be saying to yourself, yeah, but I want to wrestle that guy again. He was good. I want to continue to wrestle a good competition. Like, I'm not done with this kid. Imagine if we had that mentality where we wrestle a good guy. Maybe we eke out a match. Maybe we eked it out. Maybe we shouldn't have won the match, but we won. And then after the match, you're saying, hey, I want a piece of this guy again. Right? It's easy to want a piece of the guy after you lose a one-point match, but do you want a piece of the guy even after you pull off a one- or two-point win? That's the attitude. So start getting offensive with your mindset. I want to scrap. I want to wrestle. I want the best guy who's closest to my weight. And if you have that attitude, that's how you end up becoming a Spencer Lee or someone who's just dominant because they're constantly chasing the challenge. And if you're always chase, chasing the challenge, as a result, you become a lot better than other people. But it takes time. Do you have the willingness to go through it when the going gets tough? That might be right now. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a Wrestling Mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount on any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. So do it. Have the willingness to go against all the best people and want it. Really wake up that day of the match saying, I hope my coach bumps me up. Or I hope that lighter, the guy underneath, the guy who's a weight class below, I really hope he does bump up. Have that mentality. I want this match. I just watched Eric Guerrero, Stephen Abbas. And um, that, that's one of our great, uh, lessons from our Relaxing Under Pressure present moment series. Guerrero said he, he kind of wasn't mentally and emotionally prepared for Stephen, Stephen Abbas, 125, to come up and wrestle him. And as a result, he only wound up beating him 5-4. Again, Abbas was really good, but, you know, could have put a loss on his record. You have to be ready for it. Then you have a guy, made, and, and this is certainly no head-to-head -head comparison. I'm sure the other guys did it, made this mistake. But then you have a guy like Brands, who probably was prepared for Jeff Prescott to come up and wrestle him. We, saw, we all saw what, saw what happened there. He got mauled. And I'm sure Brands wanted him to bump up and wrestle him again, but he didn't. <laughs> we might not have all seen that. That was a little bit of a while ago now. But he, he ended up teching a guy who I believe was a national finalist the year before. National champ, two years. I think, I think Prescott was two-time national champ, bumped up to wrestle Brins. Well, he was ready for the bump. And hats off to Prescott for bumping up. 
That's right. You have to say. That's the attitude. That's why he won it again. That's why he's a two-time national champ, I'm sure, because <laughs> partly because of that attitude. Okay, so anyone listening to this, if you're a wrestler and you're listening to this podcast right now, you've wrestled during the season already, most likely. If you're a coach, your team has wrestled. So we talked about a lot what not to do, you know, what what you should focus, you know, what you shouldn't focus on, wins, losses, records, placing in the tournament. Obviously, social media. Maybe we ne- we didn't mention that, but but we don't want to be focusing on that either. What should we focus on? And that's this is one of our more powerful lessons. It's it's self knowledge. Week five of our program. So any any athlete that's been in our program, I guess more than four weeks, which I don't know why you do our program for less than four weeks. But anyone who's been in our program basically has done this um, evaluation. And I think of guys that I've done this with dozens of times literally dozens of times we've went through this match evaluation and it's always been beneficial. It's never been like, ah, there's nothing to talk about. We covered this before. So, I mean, this is something here. I'll pull it up here. It's week five self-knowledge, how to evaluate a match. And it's like, we're not going to go through every single point today, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what should you be focusing on right before you wrestle during your match. And then in the different positions, right? You got top bottom, and neutral, you know, before your match and then after your match. And then where do you go from there um, after the performance? And then you kind of have the overall performance, putting everything together. So I guess we start with before the match. Uh, I know you want to take us through a little bit before before the match. You know, what are the things we should be focusing? We shouldn't be focusing on, you know, who we're wrestling. What if we win? What if we lose? So what should we be doing before the match? Right. And, and just just to set the stage here. The, the whole point here of this match evaluation, we do this week five or six with our wrestlers. This should be, this should, week five, this is what you should be going through after every single match, after every single tournament, okay? Like we said, most people have been programmed to focus so much on the outcome, the win, the loss, the placing, the statistics, all that stuff. The only way to reprogram yourself is every single match, every single tournament, getting these reps in of going through the mindset, the, the mindset evaluation, the match evaluation. So this way, you know, you start getting in the habit that when you go into your matches, you know, you're not accountable to the scorecard. You're not accountable to the record. What you're accountable to is this match evaluation. You know, going into every match, you're going to do the match evaluation after. And this is what you're trying to answer. Yes is right down the board to every single question you're trying to answer yes to. And if you do, you're going to eventually win. If not today, eventually it'll happen. And if you don't, you're going to be a dangerous person to wrestle and people aren't going to want to wrestle you. So what are you thinking before your match? Before a match, first, your first criteria for your match evaluation, did I have a good warm-up and did I have a good pre-match routine? Two different things. Your warm-up is what you do with your team. Uh, that, that would also include how do you eat before. You know, you did everything right in your warm-up. Then your pre-match routine is leading directly up to your match, the 15, 20 minutes right before you step on the match. Did you do that? And then with our mindset program, you know there's four key ingredients to a great pre-match routine. We're not going to go through them today. Did you do every single one, all four of those elements for a pre-match routine? That's directly in your control. So your warm-up and your pre-match routine. Can't control necessarily how you felt going into the match, if it was a good weight cut or not. You can't necessarily control what kind of sleep you got. Uh, the day of a match, but did I do my warm up? Did I do my pre-match routine? Here's a, here's a little sneak peek. I won't keep it up there too long, but self-knowledge week five right here. 
uh, before the match. All right, you can, you can continue. All right, let's, in a minute. Let's, let's take it off. We don't want people screenshotting the machine, the the um the screen. There you I'm go. Just, doesn't matter if you guys want to do that. There's a um, way to click to click that. But nonetheless, so then you're thinking of, okay, during a match, are you doing are you doing the different factors in your control? So, you know, rather than just reading it through it, knowing like, are you are you doing the first move on top, first move on bottom, instead of just putting your hands out? That's directly in your control. When a guy gets to his feet, are you contesting him with a mat return? Are you taking multiple full shot attempts the whole match? Those are yes or no questions. Think about it. Did you take multiple full shot attempts in this match? So if you took less than two full attempts, you're answering no to that question. Did you have a first move on top every single time? Did you have a first move on bottom every single time? Did you contest every mat return? Or did the guy get, when you were on top, the guy got to his feet, you just pushed him away. That's directly in your control. You could answer yes or no. And that's the idea. You want to be hard on yourself here. Because that's going to be the focus going into each and every match. If you know that you're answering yes to these, you're doing well. If you're answering no to these, even if you won the match, you didn't perform as well as you could have. You left something to chance. There's a whole host of questions. There's about a dozen. Yeah, we got about, there's probably about 15 questions. And then, and then the overall, it really comes down to effort and attitude. We're focusing on the two things, effort and attitude. Did I give a full effort? Did I have a positive attitude? Did I stay composed throughout the entire match? You know, these are things where it's like, and that's that's uh, full effort means if I'm up by two in the third period, am I still hooking the score or am I just playing defense the entire third period? Because if, if one third of the match, you're not looking to score, you, you kind of quit. That's definitely not a full effort. And, and maybe you don't score off of your attack. Maybe it's counter offense. Maybe it's defense. That's fine. But we got to be looking to score throughout the entire bout. The best way to hold a two-point lead is to make it a four-point lead. You know, get the takedown and then and then a turn and, and put the match away. Right. But, but and then and then composure. I was going to say is is that you get a bad call from the ref. You know, are we are we complaining? Winners winners train, losers complain. I just heard that on the, the Frank Molinaro uh, youth youth video. Winners train, losers complain. But but seriously, if you're if you have a poor attitude, if you're making excuses, if you're complaining, you know, you're blaming people, that's not, you know, that's not having a positive attitude, right? We have to be able, if, if, um, if you have somebody who comes in at any point in the match, they shouldn't know if you're winning or losing, right? It's like my, my demeanor should be the same, that there should be urgency to score regardless of what, of what's going on in the match, right? And, and, you know, you could see it sometimes, you know, you watch a wrestler who got a bad call and he's clearly a affected he's clearly impacted by the bad call and now you know maybe he gives up a takedown maybe he gives up an escape or a stall point and a lot has to do with not not that he's not good enough to you know to win that point but because he's thinking about the previous call so composure attitude and then effort effort is you know looking to score from the first moment to the last moment of the match um always looking to score the next point Right. What are we really do doing here? But we're codifying the predator mindset. So when we say focus on what you could control, your preparation, your effort, your attitude, your aggressiveness. So that preparation is your is your warm up and your pre-match routine. And then your effort, your attitude and your aggressiveness is broken down into top, bottom and neutral. Are you doing the things, the concrete actions that are going to raise your chances of victory? And if you know, most of them are, are quantitative. 
right? Did you, did you have a first move off top and bottom? That's a yes or no. That's a, or it's a, it's a closed ended question. We'll put it this way. It's a yes or no. Yep. You know, when we, when we say, did you have multiple shot attempts? That's yes or no. And then the qualitative is more, you know, how is your effort? How is your, how is your attitude? That's going to be a little bit more qualitative. In other words, there's some wiggle room there for your own personal interpretation. And that's important too, because deep down, you know, what was inside of you, you know, if you really gave a full effort and you know, if you, you, you know, if you kept a, a good positive attitude the whole time, certain things only, you know, if you did them. So that's why it's important to have both the qualitative and the quantitative measures in there. So we're accounting for what was going on deep down inside you. So getting good at evaluating your matches, getting good at evaluating your performances. If you notice all the best wrestlers, they speak more about their performance and these factors that are within their control. You could go through a painful process of trial and error to learn this the hard way, or you do our mindset evaluation, our match evaluation after every single one of your matches. You'll be able to do this as a, as a sophomore in high school, even even younger. A middle school wrestler who goes through this match evaluation is going to start looking at their wrestling matches differently. So you want to make that you start today and don't stop. Continue to go through that match evaluation. You should have this as a picture. All wrestlers should have this as a picture on their phone and going through and going through that after every single one of their matches. Or you could print out hard copies. And after every single match, you fill out that match evaluation. But make sure you're holding yourself accountable to that. And if you're a parent or you're a coach, you're better off directing your focus and your athlete's focus to that rather than what was the outcome of the match. A win's a win. Nonsense. Focus on these factors in your control. That's what the match evaluation is all about. And then, and then what do you do after? You look at this list of yes or no's and then you circle maybe two or three of these areas. This is what I'm going to focus on in practice. I let you say I didn't have a good move off the whistle on bottom. All right, every whistle starts got to, you know, I got to focus on that in practice. Obviously in matches too, but we start in practice. Every whistle start, I got to move, I got to do something. You know, I can't just let the other guy dictate the pace. It's like, so I got to have a first move on the whistle. So that's that's a focus for practice. Uh, maybe I'm not attacking enough. All right, I'm going to focus on a one minute go. I'm going to make sure I have at least six attacks, right? That was something I remember Sergey Bell Glassov was saying. He's like, you want to have, you want to have a high powered offense you're saying that would be a good thing to focus on. In one minute, make sure you're attacking at least six times. So, so one attack every 10 seconds. And that's, that's how you get better. You're going to make mistakes, but you're going to learn le lessons a lot quicker. right? So it's like you focus on two or three things from this match evaluation, and we bring that into the practice room in the next match. And, of course, you do the same thing technically. right? What do I need to improve on technically? Okay, I have to get out of legs. Um, he throws in a cross-body ride, weird side. i got to work on that. Finishing my single leg. Okay, that's your technique list. And this is your mindset list that we're focusing on. So, you know, when you're wrestling next time, instead of thinking about, yeah, the last time I wrestled, this guy was pretty strong. You know, he's got a tough underhook. Um, he's got a really good fireman's. I'm focusing on, I need to get to my offense more. I need to, I need to make those, those shot attempts. I need to move on the whistle. I need to make sure that I'm wrestling by the out-of-bounds. Uh, I need to make sure that I'm finishing the periods, um, you know, wrestling hard at the end of the period. So you're focusing on this evaluation, these these different um, parts of these these facets of wrestling that are actually going to help me win more rather than, you know, he's good at this, this, this and this. He's my friend. You know, if I lose, this is what my my friends are going to say. You know, my parents are going to say, no, I'm focusing on this list and the, the chance of having a better performance are just much higher. 
Right. And, so, and some wrestlers get really good at this because they have coaches and parents that are constantly stressing this to them. But you might ask the question, how do you train someone? How do you mentally train someone to have this attitude? That's exactly what wrestling mindset does. It's a standardized program that's that's actually this will build this into a wrestler. But you have to you have to work it. You have to make sure that you're doing this every single time. But this is exactly how you would train a process oriented attitude. So make sure you do this every single time without fail, go through your match evaluation, guaranteed to get better. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you follow the video, make sure you share it on all form, forms of social media, give us a like, drop us one of these. And whether you agree, whether you disagree, have any other questions, make sure you throw comments inside inside here because that's what helps the algorithm, huh? You make sure you get, make sure it gets the, those ratings up because we want a lot of people to see this. There's a lot of people out there struggling, people that could be wrestling a lot better, people that are not competing close to their potential, and it's their mind that's holding them back. This is the absolute best time to start mindset training now. Now is always the best time to start. So make sure you go to our website, wrestlingmindset.com. Sign up for your free trial today. Get started with your mindset training now. You won't regret it because you'll have a few months going in to that postseason. Like I said, make sure you get that free trial in. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day. Have a great week. We'll see you again next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.